Nick and Trent are back again Doing another shitty podcast So much good stuff for your ears 2019 <laughs> Go, go, 2019 Okay, yeah, well. 2019 This week's episode is brought to you by New Year, New Me Prove I'm not different. This week is also sponsored by being almost 30 and living with two other dudes. I'm not in a romantic relationship with either of them. I just can't afford to live on my own because I live in a gigantic city with inflated rent. Being almost 30 and living with two other dudes. It's just not really funny at all. It's just, man, that's just sad. I mean, I could own a, a lot of property back in the Midwest and... What's up with your last month and a half? What's up with your last month and a half? That's a lot longer What's than up one with week. your last month and a half? Month and a half. We haven't done the pod in this year. It's been like 40 days, maybe. It's been a while. It's been too long. I still don't really know what I'm going to talk about. We got all this shit. Christmas break, San Francisco. Are okay. you going to talk about San Francisco? You bet your ass I'm going to talk about San Francisco. Oh, shit. All right. All right, Nicholas, uh, what's up with your past month and a half? Oh, shit, we're starting with me. <laughs> or I could go, send it to me. Hey, Trent, what's up with your past month and a half? Cool. Uh, dude, a lot of stuff's been going on. We had the holidays. We both traveled for Christmas. Saw our um, respective families, if you will. Uh, then your birthday was... Well, was, we already talked about your birthday, right? We, we talked about it a little bit before the last episode. We had your birthday. We had my birthday. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff has happened. Um, I went home over the holidays, saw the fam. That was great. Um, played a lot of games, ate a bunch of food. Uh, got some awesome Christmas gifts. I got a uh, fanny pack that looks like a WWE championship belt. Brother. Perfect. That's probably my favorite gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, got some books. Do you know the Jenna Fisher book about her acting career? No. Like breaking into acting? No. Uh, Sipka told me that was like <clears throat> one of the best acting books he's read. So I got that for Christmas. Oh, really? Yeah. And she's okay. a Missouri native, by the way. I did know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pam from The Office, right? Uh, yeah, I got a lot of good gifts, man. Got a new jacket. Um, kind of jacket. See the Go in depth. Got a Levi's denim jacket, mm-hmm. but it's black this time instead of your regular old denim. Um, so I'm Mr. Cool Guy. New jacket, new year, new me. Mm-hmm. Prove I'm different. Prove I'm not different. I, I can't. <laughs> but dude, uh, it was a great great time at home. Love the family. Love uh, a couple friends came down too. Uh, dude, I, I like going home during the holidays. It's um, uh, it's been a tradition for us. Is that every year I've been out here six years now, I still go home. And I'm very thankful that um, I can afford to do that, and my jobs allow that, and money allows that, mm-hmm. um, and my folks help out with that. So it's great. Um, how was your uh, How was your Christmas? Um, you a couple different. Spots. It was dope. Yeah, I went to I went home to Michigan first, and then I went to um, then I went to Florida from there. So I spent four days in each spot. Uh, it was pretty cool. I wanted to go home, 
Um, Christmas was in Florida, but it turned out that it was just cheaper to fly home first and then fly to Florida. So, crazy. Yeah, big guy upstairs is watching out for me. Uh-huh. Prove I'm prove I'm not different. <laughs> um, so so it was cool. I got to see I got to see my my Grace family in Michigan. I got to ride horses. I got to shoot guns. I went hunting. I didn't get anything. I got to eat a lot of animals, which was really nice, and I got I'm to. Still wanting this deer meat. I got to see my doggy, which was really nice. Um, yes, I am gonna bring in venison and cook it for you. I love. Probably, hopefully next week, if I can remember. Cool. Then we went to Florida to be with my uh, Caruso family, and that was cool. It was just kind of weird spending having like a, a Florida Christmas. I just doesn't. It always feels weird not having a wintry cool. Christmas. Yeah. Um, but it was still really cool. And I got to spend a lot of time with my niece and nephew, which was fantastic. Um, oh, I love them. They're really cool. And I got to take them swimming, which was fun. Oh. It was really I cool. I posted about that a couple times. Probably. Yeah. I like to brag about them. That's great. Um, and then I came back here for New Year's. Dope. Uh, yeah, we were together for New Year's. Yeah. 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 We're pretty much together all the time. Dude, I think because of the pod, we're definitely hanging out more again. Yep. We went to Morgenthaler's for New Year's. Yeah, that was nice. He had um, he had some New Year's shit pulled up on his TV <laughs> through his phone, <laughs> and we discovered that you could, if you texted him, it would show up on the screen. Yeah, we were just texting just dumb shit on this TV screen. Uh, that was fun. Uh. <laughs> some like yeah, you could say it was an, it was some what is it? What do they say? N N S W. You mean not safe for work? Yeah. Yeah. NSFW? Yeah, it was not... It, not stuff. Not totes approps. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. Dude, uh, some other cool stuff that I've done since we were uh, recording last is uh, a friend of mine from college, Danielle, her husband, Ronald, uh, is assistant coach for the Charlotte Hornets. And the Hornets were playing the Clippers, and I got to go to that game. Can we shout uh, out uh, Miles Bridges? Sure. Real quick? Cool. All right. Sorry. And, uh, dude, it was so much fun. And this year, uh, I took my roommate, Mark, and he's been getting way more into NBA. And uh, it was so fun. We got to talk to him afterwards and kind of pick his brain and talk about He's like, you know, it's like... He used to play for Butler, right? So, uh, Ronald played under, yeah, Brad Stevens. Uh, the two years in a row, they, they both went to the uh, championship, NCAA mm-hmm. championship. Um, yeah, I know. He's you're good you're shaking, shaking gonna, back. I know what yeah. you're about to say. I don't. Uh, say it, Nick, so you they, get it off your chest. They beat my boys. They beat us. Yeah. They, Gordon Hayward fouled Draymond Green. <laughs> Should have won that game. Yeah. And then they lost to Duke. God. <laughs> yeah. It just got worse. The cherry on top. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was a good squad. Ronald's a good guy. And that was, it was fun, man. We were talking to him about his job and... You looked like you had a blast. I think he said he might be the youngest assistant coach in the NBA, which is gnarly. That's fucking he's cool. He's our age. Yeah. Um, but, dude, he uh, – yeah, it was it was awesome. He talked about his job. He's like, it's just crazy that um, – you know, he's like, my life, I get to watch and talk about basketball for a career. And it's pretty gnarly. Um, and I agree. I mean, I, I think that's such a cool gig. Um and the Hornets are hosting the All-Star game this year, which that will be fun for them. Ooh. Yeah, that's in a... That means we're going to see some... We're going to see a lot of MJ, I hope. in a couple, what, three weeks or so? 
Um, it's like the 15th of February or something. It actually would be coming up kind of soon, I think, because I think it's always in late February or something, somewhere around there. But, dude, that was great. Um, Birthday party was great. Yeah, it was. Man, that was crazy, dude. Yeah, we went to – how do you pronounce Lono. Lono. In Hollywood. It's a sister company of – The Umbrella Company. Umbrella Company. But this place totally different vibe. Mm-hmm. Gigantic place. It's like a Hawaii it's like a, tiki bar kind of. Yeah, it's like an upscale tiki. Yeah. Most people, when you think tiki, you think dive. That kind of goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. This is not a dive no, bar. No, fancy. Beautiful people everywhere. Uh-huh. Great music. Uh-huh. 90s nostalgic, like pop music, which when you're feeling really good and toasty, whether or not you're, you'll admit it, you're going to sing every Backstreet Boys song. I tell you what. NSYNC song. I didn't realize that I knew all the words to so many Spice Girl songs. Oh, same here. It's what we grew up on, yeah. dude. It's like <laughs> it's it crazy. Just comes out of you. I like how like when you're a kid and though and like that is at the time when that is contemporary music, especially if you're a boy, you're like, oh, they they they're so dumb, they're stupid. Yeah. And then you get drunk in college, and something happens where now it's just like the <laughs> coolest thing, and it'll be cool forever. Yeah. And you you yep. all the time you hated it when you were younger. You were really also absorbing it, and you know all of the words, and you can act it out. Nostalgia. That's what that is right there. I love me some nostalgia. I get nostalgic mad fast. Dude, but that was it was so fun, man. We have, we have a great group of friends. Yeah. It looked like you had a good time. I was having a good time. You're yes. having a good time. Uh-huh. And uh yeah, dude, just all, I I forgot how much I like to dance. I don't really know how to dance properly. Well, there's also I think just like being around your friends and like fun music in a large crowd, that yeah. was great. Yeah. Um it's a lot like wedding dance. Yeah, it wasn't like in the club. It was just like everyone was just goofing off, having a good time. It's cool. I I got a little drunk that night too, Uh and I kind of let some dark pod stuff get into the light (laughs) and uh, put some put some just stupid stuff out there on the internet and had to get that off of Uh there. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Um, But you know that happens. (laughs) Sometimes you make bad choices. (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, (laughs) That's life. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I wanted to tell you, I feel like I'm hogging this whole section. What's I wanted up? to tell you, I'm going to your home state next week. You are. So You're going to host a... I'm flying to an, Chicago on Thursday, uh, and then I'll be heading to Michigan on Friday, Saturday, head back Sunday. Uh, but yeah, dude, uh, my buddy Chris Mason owns a brewery, uh, I think St. Joe, Michigan, I believe is where it is, or Stevensville, over that area, mm-hmm. and uh, called Watermark Brewing, and they've been open for... A little over two years now. My first time checking it out, so I'm really, really excited. But he asked me to be the host, MC of their charity event. They're doing a polar bear plunge. Uh, Are you participating? For, you have to. Oh, man, I know. I think that they're going to borrow one of my speedos. They're probably going to want me to do that. I'm you not going to be able to fit into anything that you own. That's true. You should just buy one then. Um, but get this: the uh, it's for the Michigan Special Olympics. All the money is being raised for that. In the local um, fire department and police department, they're big supporters of that organization, so they're going to be out there too. Uh, But yeah, I'll be be emceeing it, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. And then finally get to check out the brewery. So um, I'll I'll have a beer for you when I'm in your home state. Dude, I've been to Michigan a few times, man. Michigan's great. Um, It's really pretty. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a bipolar state, really. In the winter, it's just completely different than it is in the summer. Oh, yeah. It's so, like, green. Mm-hmm. There's so much, uh, I feel like a stoner. So green, bro. Say, man, 
You got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> um, anywho, uh, what else do you got for us, Nick? I think that's, I think I've caught everyone up on my highlights. Um, what's up with my month and a half? What's up with your month and a half? Um, I got back from San Francisco last early Friday morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to, I took a, I took a spur-of-the-moment trip to San Francisco. Um, I, I, it turns out I don't hate that city anymore. Dude, I, I want to go, so, but I've still never been. Yeah, I kind of, I had been there last summer, um, and I didn't, enjoy, I didn't really enjoy it. Mm. Um, we we, we, we kind of didn't know what we were doing while mm. we were there, and when you don't have, like, kind of a, an idea of what to do, you, it's just kind of, it's a real, it's a real easily, it's a real easy city to kind of be like, oh, this place sucks if you oh. don't know what you're doing. Damn. Um, for a bunch of reasons. But I went this past week for a few days in the middle of the week, which was cool. I got to stay with my cousin, Nicole. Um, got to stay on her couch, which was dope. Got to eat a lot of really good food. And it looked like it. Yeah, I got to. I went for like a three-hour run around this place called the Presidio, which was cool. It's like all along the coast, and it was raining. It was beautiful. Um, what else did I do? Got coffee. Drank at some at some breweries. Brewery. Bur- breweries. <laughs> that word like farted out of your mouth. Breweries. Yeah. <laughs> and got to play with the with a cool dog, and that was pretty much my. San Francisco trip. Nice, dude. That sounds great. That's exactly everything that happened. That sounds wonderful. Yeah, dude. But I like it now. I, it's a cool city. I don't. I hated it, and now I like it. Dope. And that's what's up with my last month and a half. Okay. We are going to send it outside now to Trent for the weather. He is definitely outside. He is not inside a shower. He is definitely outside where it is pouring rain. Oh, hey, Nick. Yeah, I'm just outside right now in the pouring rain. It's just pouring buckets of rain uh, outside here in Los Angeles, California. That's what happens in the winter, you know, uh, here in L.A. It rains a lot. I'm not even inside... The apartment I'm outside in the pouring rain. It's real loud. Back to you, Dick, in the studio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of 2019. It's your boy Trent. And Nick. And we're excited uh, to start off the year with a phenomenal guest. I don't know if I've ever used the word phenomenal. Phenomenal. In life? I mean, for the pod. No. I've used it before in my oh. life. <laughs> but uh, good friend of the pod, actor, comedian, Chinadu Anaka. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm good. How's everybody doing in here? We're good, man. Uh, yeah. Thanks for hitting me up, man. Been, yeah. Uh, You've been on the radar. Yeah. Don't think, don't think we've been sleeping on you. Yeah, I feel like I canceled on you like three times. <laughs> <laughs> My new resolution was he to, had to... He had to find no, out it, if we're worth it or not. Here's the thing. and I ran a show together for a minute and... A very fun show. Yeah. We need... We got to... I think that's 2019. We need to rebirth yeah. the wrestling show. Such a weird show, but it's so fun. It's a weird fun, show. But so fun. 
Off the Ropes comedy. Yeah. Back I didn't in know Eagle City. Part of off the Ropes. Yeah. yeah. We co we produced it. Uh huh. Um, yeah. And damn near. I mean, there's only a couple times where you were like on a road show or something that you weren't there. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that was fun. And then before then, I think we just met, I think I just booked you on the show there. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Remember when Jamar showed his penis? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I should have, I should have prefaced because we always ask, our, Nick and I always ask our guests if there's something that we don't want to talk about. I should have told Chinadu, I should have told Chinadu <laughs> something that I don't want to talk about. <laughs> Dude. Here's the thing. We could let's talk about it. All right, let's All talk. Right, about we'll it. Keep it let's brief. get it. We'll no, let's it, get into it. Give me briefs. So we're we're doing we're doing off the ropes comedy. Yeah. Um, it's a wrestling themed comedy show, but it's still very much a stand up show, and it's basically like a joke off. Mm-hmm. So there's different rounds. So to be around like blue comedy, like more crude stuff. There's like uh, around about politics, around yeah. about current events, and like then good guys versus bad guys. It kind of yeah carry a character with them, you know. Oh, just like wrestling. Yeah, yeah exactly. And exactly. So, your heels and your heroes and stuff. Yeah, and so exactly, each yeah. each uh, round, the crowd would vote who they liked. Basically, it was the last round, that, and that's the good part of it. It was yeah. the last round. It was called the finishing move. So the comics would now. Do, now, in Jamar's <laughs> defense, he was on the bad guy side. So he was in full character. Yeah, we'll he was in that. full character. So uh, we we uh, let's call this guy uh, Jabo. Yeah, he already said his name. Yeah, yeah, but well, uh, the character. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and so, anyways, what happened was is one comic said something, dog in his team. He came out re- rebuttaled. Then the guy came back out. Showed his ass and he had a tattoo on his ass cheek. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. The no. white dude. I can't. Oh, remember, I can't so, remember who it was. So Jamar was the first person to show skin. So he J-Bo. he pulled his uh, ass out and he had a tattoo on his. That's ass. another guy. And then Jamar is like, "Well, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna win up, this right. yeah. thing." And then out of nowhere, he just like flipped his dick out. And, and uh, I guess you wouldn't say flip. It yeah. kind of like exploded out. Yeah. Two things. Um, I think this is definitely this not to blame because his skin was already showed. He's got to do that. And he's playing a character. Is the joke his dick? Well, Jamar <laughs> jokes. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen Jamar perform, but his jokes are, uh, they have punchlines, but some jokes are just very much Jamar. You know, yep. and I think that was Jamar with the character <laughs> and that, this kind of what happened. And I, I think it might have kicked off the Me Too movement, actually. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> no, Sounds about right. No, then no. they went for Harvey Weinstein next. And it wasn't like the crowd took it very well, honestly. They, they took it well because um, he put it right back in. And I, <laughs> luckily, I didn't see it. Like, he well, didn't beat off. The thing was, I looked, I, I looked at you and then, I like, and, and then like <laughs> we, we wrapped the show up like – I see it. We wrapped the show up like right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Luckily, it was at the end of the show. What, yeah. was, the, man, what was the crowd reaction on that? Uh, Did everybody it just was stop? A lot of, it was, I would say mixed reactions. It was yeah. some, whoa! There was some, ha that's hilarious. Uh, there was others a couple like, of regulars came up to me afterwards and were just like, like a shit, like, dude, are you kidding me, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you yeah. kidding me? I'm like, like, we didn't plan I'm this. Like, I'm like, yeah. you tell him to This is not scripted comedy, all right? <laughs> like, we don't. It's off the ropes, dude. Yeah. I never seen him do that bit, all right? To my defense. <laughs> I don't think Jamar see himself through that. <laughs> yeah. Even Jamar was like, ever see even game, Jamar man. after was like, "Hey, I'm sorry, man." <laughs> and Jamar man. never apologized for right? it. Oh man, that was a great story. So yeah, man, that was that was a wild uh, that was a wild night. Uh, I don't I don't, don't want to mention names on this next one. Were you at the show uh-huh. where where one of the fans and one of the comics got, like got into it? 
Were you at that like, one? Did they actually fight fight? No, but they were like yelling and the security had to come out. Separate. Oh, no, I definitely missed that one. Okay. Yeah. I'll talk, to you, I'll talk to you about that later. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, that one was strange, dude. Um, I think I think Sony, there's a handful of comics that really committed to like the act. Yeah. That Does this comic wear glasses? Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I think I know who did yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't there, but I... The other people that I know that we booked for that show, yeah. there's only like a handful that I think that would get to that point. Yeah. <laughs> so and I was just like, I, I hit on the like, head. Damn. And I was like, I couldn't tell. Uh, this person was upset at me later because they're like, why didn't you stop? And I was like, yo, like. Which one? You the have, comic or the fan? Or the, the, com- the comic. Watching. And so I was like, yo, like, I couldn't tell if you were like. Joking or not. Yeah. And uh, also, you have the power. You, you're on stage. Like, yeah. You have the microphone. Yeah. So it's like. And we have a referee, technically. And, and <laughs> was Elliot? Yeah, where was Elliot? <laughs> yeah, I was talking to uh, the security at the time too, and he told me he pulled me aside. He's like, legally, we can't do anything unless they like have a physical. Like, yeah, it's he's just like, I can't. I can't pull the guy out. Uh, yeah. I, can, I feel like that can't be true. No, because if you're threatening somebody, you can. You, yeah, was, no, it, was it threatening or it's just he, like he can ask you to leave? But they said he said oh, to me, "Oh, you can't physically grab someone." Oh, correct. Oh, yeah. If, okay. if if it gets to that level, you have to call the cops, and the cops can grab you. Out. So did the fan come on stage or what? Can't do that. Was what? the fan on stage with him or still in the audience? No, no. Oh, no. that's fine. Anyway, yeah, we'll we'll curve that. We'll curve. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so, <laughs> dude, uh, tell us what's the latest and greatest. Uh, we were chatting just a second ago. You were doing some international. Yeah, Comedy. yeah. I went to uh, went to Beirut to do some shows to Lebanon. How did that come about? Uh, it was it was good. I was doing a show in L.A. and this booker just approached me. He was like, "Yeah, I, I think you'd be great in Beirut." And he didn't even talk like that. But I thought <laughs> the story would be funnier that way. Do you know how to do a Lebanese accent? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I was like, "Yeah, man, let's talk about it." We worked out the details, and um, apparently, it wasn't even the first time he brought LA Comics to Beirut. This was the third show. Mm. He brought some other guys um, out there before too. And I saw called them, some of the guys I knew. I'm like, yo man, what you, what's up with the show? Is it is it legit? So yeah man, it's super fun. Um audience is great. You do five shows. You know, they and what's what's on top of that, I guess the whole thing about it is that they want American people, comics to come because they want people to know that Beirut is safe. Mm. You know, because they had like a civil war Around like ninety seven, you know, some some kind of conflict that was going on, and uh, before that time, Beirut was considered the Paris of the Middle East. Mm. But after that, it was kind of like people's tourism like plummeted, and so gotcha. now it's like it's back to being beautiful and such an amazing place to go to, and so that's that's another incentive for to gotcha. bring American comics. How many so of you did they bring over? That. Uh, they brought four of us on when oh, I went. So okay. it was me, uh, my homegirl, Crystal, Justin, Martindale, and Brent Erst. So all, us four went out there. 15-hour flight. Uh, oh. we, walk, we all left different times. We had the option to leave like a week early, you know, a week and a half early. I left like maybe like four days before the actual first show. Um, and, you know, they make sure you go to like restaurants and stuff like that. And the deal was like kind of post about it to show, you know. Hey, look, look at this beautiful place that we're at. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Beirut is a very affordable, amazing vacation that cool. a person could take that people don't even know about. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's amazing. And we went in like November, December. The summertime, I heard it's even crazier. You know, okay. it's, it's, it's gorgeous out there. Do you really want to go back? 100%. Are you going back? 
I will eventually. Um, definitely want to go out there with like those comics I knew before, and like now we're friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would be great to go out there with like some buddies you already had before, and like just chill. Do so they have local know? acts too, or is it just y'all? Uh, yeah, they had a couple local acts too. Okay. Yeah, so uh, uh, one guy named Anthony was hosting most of the shows. I think he actually hosted all the shows, and they had a local comic open up every single show. Cool. So that was great too. Um, how many shows and how much time did you do? Uh, we all did twenty minutes each okay. each show, and so we all took turns going last, going first, whatever. Cool. Um, how does that and work? They get when it because you're. You're, I'm assuming all of you guys mm-hmm. were English speaking comics. Yeah, but that's not an English first country. How does it, right? How does it? Um, what's that like performing to a crowd that doesn't? Right. I mean, I'm sure they know English. Sure. Everybody does. Right. But it's not their first language, and is that affect the effectiveness of jokes? Right. So it's kind of what you're alluding to, right? In terms of um, how with, with globalism, right? Everybody knows English mm-hmm. for the most part, right? Mm-hmm. And then in addition, they're not they advertise with our faces and with our names. So. If you don't know English, you're not going to this American comedy show. So mm-hmm. the posters itself kind of filter out who don't know English, you okay. know. And so everybody in the audience was pretty much either uh, very young, you know, locals mm-hmm. that understood English and American culture, or people that were like visiting Lebanon, yeah, or people just super interested, you know. And so it was a, it was a really great crowd. Honestly, they understood everything. There's a lot of like expats over there too, right? Yeah, yeah, like straight up. Former Americans living there. Right? Yeah, yeah, because there's a lot of business opportunities in the area, and it's actually I think it's if not the most liberal place in the Middle East, it's very liberal. You know, so there's, there's a huge gay population out there and stuff like that. So, like uh, one of the comics I went with, Justin Mardo, he's a part of the gay community. So, you know, we we went to a gay club and we you know we saw what that was like out there. So it was really cool to see. Yeah. What so, was what was like uh, what was one thing that was just like. Uh, very, very different, like the, like a culture shock moment, if you will. Uh, what was something? That Maybe was... like at the show, or kind of, some kind of food, or some kind of. Um, nothing was too much of a culture shock, just because I'm Nigerian myself, mm. and so um, it's a lot of similarities, right? Okay. Like with traffic, like it's, it's a scary situation. Are we talking like no no signs, no lights? There's signs, no... but no one. No one cares. Fuck it. <laughs> like there's, you know, like, uh, highway patrol isn't a thing yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So no. it's just like red lights don't mean it's safe to cross the street yet. Like, look at these cars have the right of way. Positions yeah. are second, maybe third in that hierarchy, you know? So you have to be really careful with that. Um, the women are really gorgeous out there, too, you know, which was, uh, that hey, was cool to you see. you have a passport, dude? Yeah. I do have a yeah. passport. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, sweet. You know, so, uh, <laughs> now I just have to become a stand-up. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. Get someone to fly you out there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there wasn't too much of a culture shock. The, the food was great. I just never really bothered to, like, research about Beirut or Lebanon until I found out I was going out there. So I watched a bunch of, like, YouTube videos, read some stuff. And uh, it's always been a dope place. People just don't really talk about it for some reason. Like a lot of times when you think of the Middle East, you think of you know Dubai, yeah, places you want to visit in terms of like that, you know. But Those giant cities, yeah, Lebanon's up there, man. It's, it's, it's gorgeous. Cool. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Uh, dude, uh, tell us about just in general. Um, you've been at it. I mean, you born and raised Los Angeles, right? Yeah. Um, you have a decent sized family too, yeah. Like a big. Yeah, family. it's like five of us total. Mom and dad was getting uh, getting busy. Yeah, there you hey. go. <laughs> Where do you fall on the line? I'm second to last. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Dude, uh, how is that? Uh, how would you say that's affected your comedy? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I think being raised in a big family, it makes. I think that kind of made me funny in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, Cause I got bullied a lot from my own family, like my sisters, my big brother. You know, I had my head was this size since I was little. You know, so <laughs> I always had a big head, and they always let me know. You know, what I'm yeah. <laughs> and so. Uh, of course, you can't just go around fighting everybody. So you had to kind of defend yourself with words, mm-hmm. you know. And so that kind of made me funny quickly, I think. Uh-huh. And my mom and dad wasn't really a people that they didn't really take us out. Mm-hmm. Like we had three legitimate times we left the house as a family. <laughs> like it was Matching Mountain one time. I remember to see uh, Sister Act 2. That's another one. <laughs> These are like <laughs> and, giant life events. Yeah. In the and we went to Hotel Buffet. Okay. That, that was the three times <laughs> as a family we left the house and did some American shit. Yeah, <laughs> like we we went to like Nigerian parties, weddings, uh-huh. funerals, shit like that. As far as like a family and like actual vacation stuff, it was Magic Mountain, Sister Act Two, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Hotel Buffet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but I love how Sister Act 2 is a family yeah. vacation. Well, bro, we, I mean, that was the first that was the first movie. That was the Sister first movie I saw great. in theaters. I see like three movies in theaters before I turned 18 and have like my old buddy to go. <laughs> it, must <laughs> have, it must have been somewhere around Sister Act 2 where you were just like, you know what? Yeah. I think I want to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. Right. But I want to do Sister that. Sister Act 2. That that made me want to be an actor. <laughs> nah. Sister Act and Sister Act yeah. 2 are both powerful movies. Right. So because we really didn't leave the house and we had to kind of find the entertainment within the house, you know, so just cracking jokes and being goofy, being silly. Especially being one of the younger siblings. It seems like that's just, it doesn't seem like, it is a pattern where the youngest, especially in a big family, ends up being the more um, quick person. Yeah, more outgoing. Creative. Right. Because you have to adapt to all these different pressures that your older siblings are just yes. throwing at you exactly. constantly. The older siblings are usually more serious, right? Yep. Because there's a lot of pressure on them. Do mm-hmm. first, do this, clean that, right? Yeah, my and family's then, the opposite. <laughs> I'm the yep, oldest. <laughs> yeah. And oftentimes, too, like the parents, they're more strict with the older children. The mm-hmm. older oh, children kind of, yeah, they kind of break them down. So the younger ones, we get away yep. with more stuff. Not only that, but we kind of like understand humor faster because we're hearing older conversations as kids yeah. from our older siblings, you know? And so we kind of like yeah. watching more grown material and stuff like that, you know? It's true though. Like I, it's just me and my sister and, uh, I didn't get away with that much. No. And You're the uh, oldest dude. And my friends used to call in high school. I remember my friends used to call my mom, the car Nazi because I didn't, <laughs> I, for the longest time she held out for me driving the family car. And then when she finally allowed me to do this uh my curfew was 10 p.m and if you know like if you're a kid in high school like Wait, how you, old were you you go 16 17 18 oh, that's a legit 10 p.m 10 p.m I, I don't think i could stay out much longer than that really yeah, yeah. because oh. we would do we would do uh you know you go to the football game or basketball game yeah and then you know we would hit up you know usually taco bell was the cuisine that we uh yeah we desired where you grow up? and then jefferson city missouri Small. Oh, yeah, Taco Bell sounds about yep. it. Yeah. <laughs> or just Pizza Hut. Or Applebee's. Yeah. yeah. And then just like, but then just hang out there for hours. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so I always remembered I had to be the first one. I, everyone else's curfew was like 12. Yeah. Damn. Can but, you imagine crying because you have to leave Taco Bell? <laughs> 
<laughs> Cry, crying into your cinnamon twist. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking car you weren't allowed to drive Ste- a month ago. Stealing, <laughs> stealing some more Baja Blast in my water cup. <laughs> crying into my Baja Blast that I stole. The fucking the Baja Blast that you said was going to be a water water, water cup. Right. <laughs> you yeah, really yeah. got him, dude. Yeah, I had a curve, man. I remember <laughs> when I first went to college, man. Where did you go to school? UC Santa Barbara. Oh, okay. Yeah, my first time just. Is it the is it the banana slugs? It's no, nah, we're uh, we're gauchos actually. Oh, yeah. What's the banana slugs? I think banana slugs is. Herb, it's Some, one of them. Yeah. It's a hilarious mascot. Yeah, there's yeah. an anteater mascot. Oh my god. Yeah. So intimidating. Gaucho, Kelly's weird. A gaucho is Argentinian cowboy. Ooh, yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah, man. So you might win some money with that answer one day. <laughs> My high school was Gauchos, too. Norbon. What? Norbon Gauchos, yeah. And that's how you picked your college. Must be. Yep. It's the only way. Well, I picked that college because I didn't get into UCLA and Berkeley. So that's uh-huh. how I picked it. <laughs> what did you, you go to school for? <laughs> Elimination. Huh? What did you go to school for? Uh, I went to school for the girls, but um, and a majoring in <laughs> sociology. <Yes. laughs> I, majored, I majored in women and I minored yeah, in yeah. sociology. Right, pretty much. <laughs> Damn, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I ended up choosing sociology. I was undecided for like as long as they allowed it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, "You got to choose something." And I was like, "All right, what's the most general major mm-hmm. out there?" It's like sociology. All right, bet let's do that. Because I was, I wanted to go into acting, but my mom was gonna have it. Right. So I was like, all right, bet I'll do sociology, and then I started stand up in college, and that's how I kind of started doing comedy. When did you figure out that you wanted to go stand up and acting route? Um, was it in college while you were like, oh, I hate this studying shit? Right, or was right. It, before? it wasn't even like I hated studying or nothing like that. I love learning, but it was. I think when I started stand-up, I knew I liked it, mm-hmm. right? I didn't know I wanted to make it a career, but I knew, like, oh, man, this thing is so much fun. I'll probably do this for forever, whether it's just on the side, whatever. I love it that much, you know? And then when I started, you know, getting paid to do stand-up, I was like, oh, wow, this check is dope. <laughs> How can I make this much a lot, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this yeah. is a, a very yeah. Uh, simple, yeah, yeah, well, simple. yeah, because it's like, oh, because even like when it was small, I remember the first time I was opening up, I think it was for Crystalia came to my school. Oh, shit. and I was uh, homegirl Janet used to work for uh, Janet and Cena used to work for the whatever the AS board for the school, like campus so the, activities, exactly. Yeah. So, I used to hire the comics, and mm-hmm. then like I was like one of three comics doing stand up on the campus, and they used to. Let me open up because people will come out because you know, whatever yeah. just new people. Yeah. Um, and remember, Chris Alia came one time and they they actually paid me this time. I was like, yeah, we're going to give you seventy five bucks to ten minutes. I was like, seventy five bucks. That's like, great. Oh, let me do the math on this. I was like, man, how can I figure bucks? out seventy five dollars yeah. check That's to do great. something that you love is better yeah. than any any other seventy five dollars you could right. ever get. But even now, like that was low when you realize the money that's out there. Mm-hmm. So. I was exactly because in my head and back in my mind, I will always do it for free. I can't now, but I'll always do it for free, you know, because mm-hmm. I just love it that much. And so to see that that ability to make a living from it was out there. That's that's what made me, um, you know, super into it. You did know? you get to? Did you get to one meet Chris and also pick his brain at all when you were doing that? Uh, I got to meet him. You know, me and Chris we cool. Um, I've been knowing Chris for a while now, but. Uh, at that time, he was he was super funny already, but mm-hmm. he wasn't like super well known right. yet. You know, it was before IG and stuff like this was created. 
Uh, God, but he's so funny on social media too. He's such a dick. I love, <laughs> I love it. it. That's what makes him funny, yeah, okay. dude. Him ripping he's apart so uh, Takashi Six Nine all the time. Yeah. My favorite part, like, like hit, like hitting on him. Like I oh, listen to his. She's pod. so beautiful and stuff. Yeah. I listen to his pod. Is his pod still ten minutes? No. He used to have like a, t- a ten minute pod. Right? It's like an hour. <laughs> it's just him shit. talking, yeah. being being a dick. I got started. But there was yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> there was one where he was he was uh, he tried going live or something uh-huh. to interact with people, and the minute he went live. A homie of mine called him and it took him off live and he was so fucking pissed. <laughs> and he just like started trying to roast my buddy Brett, but he ended up just like, because Brett's like this perfect human. Yeah. He went from like trying so hard to make fun of him to yeah. just complimenting him angrily yeah. the whole time. <laughs> That's funny. That's hilarious. And that was like, that was kind of like my first introduction to, or not my first introduction to Chris, but being like, oh, this guy is fucking yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Dude, Chinadu, uh, who who's someone? Who, who's a, who's a few comics right now that you're like, yo, I I dig what they're doing. And then who who's some comics, you know, one or two people that you're like you've always looked up to. Got you. Uh, some of the comics I tour with actually is um, you know Yvonne Yvonne Orgy. Mm-hmm. So she's uh, uh, insecure. Right? Yeah, it's one yeah. of the stars in Insecure, man. She's super funny. A lot of people don't realize how funny she is um, because she kind of. Her stand-up grew up in, um, like, doing, what, Nigerian weddings, Nigerian events, you know, a few clubs here and there, but that's how she, like, built her time, you know? And she has an hour funny-ass material, but what makes her dope is, like, just business-wise, like, Yvonne, like, i never seen somebody so about their business and so good at it, you know? And she just knows how to... How so, if you don't mind? Just in terms of, like, not being afraid to ask for things that she knows she deserves, mm-hmm. Right. Um, not knowing how to go about things, knowing to keep priority in the forefront, mm. you know, versus like always moving in like a way where strategic, strategically, yeah. like what's the best move right now? That's my focus. And to be you know? real with you, and I don't. I, hopefully, this doesn't. I'm not trying to dog on her at all. Sure, she's hilarious, and I and I and I love her role on Insecure. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really know much about her stand up until. Um, I mean that that made her a household name, the show. Yeah. Um, until the show. Yeah. And then and, and that's that's what's kind of uh, really smart about her too, because we live in a climate right now where you could do two hundred more shows. That's not really going to change your life so much, mm-hmm. you know. But in a what just business wise, right? It's going to make you funnier. You're going to build more material, sure. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like just taking yourself to the next level, in terms of the way people see you, the way people are willing to pay you. Mm-hmm. Um. She has mastered that. Well, getting that TV yeah. credit and then doing these yeah. what forty-five minute, hour-long shows. Yeah, it's, it's, not, like, some, it's, like, it's not like she just got a show. She got like a the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the, the show blew up. But yeah. yeah, a lot of people can get the show and waste it in a way. Like <laughs> she yeah. flipped it yeah. quick. You know. Well, now you see her everywhere. Yeah, she's yeah. she's a household name. That show could stop today, and she's not going to go nowhere. <clears throat> she could be set. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Damon Jr. is is super hilarious. So oh, fucking god, dude, I love yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, man. Have you seen ever seen a stand up? I've never seen oh, a stand up. Yeah, Damon is some funny dude. Well, he's got the. I need to get on it. Happy endings that, uh, was my fucking. Thing. I love Happy Endings. Oh, yeah. his, his app. He's developing. Or he came up with yeah, the app, it's called, right? Um, the special guest app. Yeah, and yeah. it's a way for folks to book comics, right? Or talent. Yeah. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah he's developed this app. Um, I need to check it out still. Yeah. But dude, he's. I mean, the whole family. Yeah. Are. Comedy, comedy yeah. legends. Yeah. But dude, he's 
Uh, what, what's the show now he's got on? Um, is it CBS? Uh, uh, Happy um, Together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a funny show too. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Amber, Amber, his wife, TV wife on the show is really funny too. I feel like so everyone from New Girl has like getting their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the game, man. Like once yeah. you once you become you know a face and you know you get multiple seasons, now you're you're bankable. Yeah. That's really what it is. After that, yeah. they start writing stuff for you. So that's that's a sweet spot. You know. Who's like who's like an all time great in your mind? Oh, Ch- Chappelle, Bill Burr. Yeah. Those those are my two favorites. You know, Bill Burr. Always over. I love Bill Burr, man. Did you forget that Bill Burr was in several sketches on yeah. that show? Yeah, um, uh, yeah. Chappelle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no mm-hmm. shit. Oh, he has dude, great animation too. Like FS oh, for I know he's hilarious. Family is hilarious. Yeah. it reminds me of uh, Married with Children. Yeah, like yeah the yeah, animated yeah. version. He's another so one who's just he just rails. He just rants. Yeah. It, yeah, he's it's, just he comes at you with the point of view, and the point of view and is he goes fucking hilarious. It. Yeah, and the the punches, you know, Chappelle is always, uh, you know, watching him really like made me love stand up yeah. because he's able to not only be super funny but like have a message mm-hmm. behind his jokes without being preachy. Yeah, you know, and uh, he's a perfect storm. You know, he sounds funny, kind of looks funny in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he do amazing act outs, super smart. But he's also goofy too, yeah. you know. So it's something for everybody, you know. Something for the intellectual, something he, for you know. He's everybody. my goat for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so impressed with his last two Netflix specials. Yeah, how like not maybe not dark, maybe just deep. Yeah, some of those moments got. Yeah, and then he always found a way to just like at the last moment make it the funniest fucking thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. Well, people were freaking out about him talking about X, Y, and Z, and it's like, dude, like. You didn't get the premise. I got in a Facebook argument with with a comic. Never do that. And oh, I hate it. It's a waste of time. Oh, oh no, I know. And, it, and it's documented. Oh, I know. <laughs> and, she, and she's like, whether I it's thought, a comic or she's not, like, just I thought you were a feminist right. and blah blah blah. I'm like, I go, yo, that was a great bit. Great like, bit. It was a great Chappelle. First of all, it's a joke. Yeah, exactly. Secondly, you probably have Cardi B in your iPod. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you probably listen to her every morning. Oh, like, like, like the way what, it was structured, the punchline, yeah. everything. Was I don't great. understand why comics are being attacked when literally we're in a <laughs> venue where we're saying we're joking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's joking. Yeah. Comedy was built off of people enjoying the art form of a person on stage saying things that one you can't say at home because you're a parent. Two, you yeah. can't say at work because you're you're trying to get promoted. But you, you want to say all that. But yeah, yeah. yeah. now if, if you don't want to say, but these are thoughts that you have naturally as a human. Yeah, and we're. Here is saying it, not saying it's correct or mm-hmm. where this is the right thing to say. Yeah. We're saying it in a way of like, hey, these are honest thoughts I had that are very funny. Sure, some may be wrong, some may be crude, but I'm saying it because but it's not the moral I know compass. you have them too. It's not the you know? moral compass. Like, exactly. We're not, I'm not trying to be a role model. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to cure humanity. Yeah. You know? I'm just being more like give that's you political job. advice. Like yeah. the yeah. fact that like point something out. Yeah, some may. That's, that's, like, that's, that's their choice. If comics wants to be that type of comic where you're just preaching up there and not really telling jokes. Yeah. Well, there's other comedies just want to be funny and that they have that right to be, you know? And it, it's the, just crazy yeah. that our, our political climate right now is so wild that like the news and certain people are all pointing to comedians for like refuge or some kind of advice. And it's like, yeah, it is yo, weird. from day one, like court jesters were brought into yeah. like the King's court to, because they're going through war and like to lie in the moon, getting yeah. murdered. But like, yeah. They want to laugh. It's weird. People, <laughs> they're not, people look to comics to be to like for the news, though, and to they, actually. Well, the get news like is a, so crazy that right. everyone's like, 
Yeah. <laughs> Get, tell us what to do. It's like, no, dude, our job is to make you laugh. Yeah. Like, it's crazy right now. And mm-hmm. some people, what sucks is that some people aren't genuinely offended, right? It's one thing to, or two points, right? It's one thing to be offended by a joke that I say, right? Mm-hmm. I had a story one time. I did this joke um, about... It was something about uh, it was it was, it was I think it was a rape bit, right? Okay, it wasn't condoning rape, nothing like that. It was very anti-rape bit. It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Most all the crowd laughed, right? Mm-hmm. So one person she waited to get quiet and said, "That's not funny." I said, "What's not funny?" Oh, during the set? Yeah, she says during the set. It's at LMU. I was like, yeah. "What's not funny?" She was like, uh, "Rape jokes aren't funny." I was like, "Touche." But uh, I said a slavery joke, maybe two jokes before. You was laughing pretty hard at that. Slaves got raped too, you know. Mm-hmm. Just got Damn. super quiet. I was like, it's okay to be. <laughs> yeah. like, if you want to be offended by choice, you can be. But mm-hmm. you got to be offended by everything. Mm-hmm. You can't pick and choose because it touches on your personal cord. Mm-hmm. Be offended by all of it, all of it. You know, don't even come. To, what I'm trying to say, right. don't come to comedy. Don't be at the show. Yeah. Don't even come. You well, know, this is like, if you get offended easily, you shouldn't be going to comedy form. shows yeah. in the first place. I don't listen to country music because that came from the slave days. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I don't, well, I'm sure it's fine, but I, I just don't listen to it. You know, so it's just, I'm not saying stop country music. Uh, it's not my cup of tea. You know, <laughs> that doesn't make country music bad. You know, we're, I, we're I don't think the whole world. I'm so like, yeah. I'm, no, I'm like, like, I'm thinking about myself. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Am I like really racist? No, no, you're not. Realized? No, you're not. <laughs> but I don't think like the whole world should not listen to country music because I don't dig yeah. it that much. Yeah. You know, it's just it's so silly to put your beliefs and what you think about something and make it everybody else's. Mm-hmm. That's that's, that's Dude, dumb, especially when it comes to art. Yeah, I remember I, uh, man, I don't mean to harp on. Oh, screw it, we'll say it. Uh, a while back, mm-hmm. uh, and this is when we were doing our show. Yeah, uh, I was dating a chick at the time. We had a comic on. I'll say his name because I don't think he'll care. Jeremiah, sure. Know, Jeremiah Watkins. Yeah, yeah. He's great. He's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, after the show, I was like, oh, hey, you know, who did you like? Blah blah. blah. She told me, and then she told me who she didn't like, and it was Jeremiah. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, he had too many crude jokes and blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah. And like right away, and she's like, you shouldn't have him on. I go, well, you know, mm. I, I, I go, I'm you not know, mad I, with the first part, but the second part, well, you know, I, right. you know, yeah. I booked the show, right? And she's like, yeah, I just I didn't find him funny. I go, I go, he's a regular at the comedy store. Mm-hmm. He's toured. He's been on TV. I was like, somebody thinks he's funny. Yeah. Maybe because you don't think he's funny. Mm-hmm. My whole point was being. I got mad because I was like, and I told her, I was like, I will never uh, censor my comics. Yeah. And um, I try to always book a diverse show. Yeah. In terms of comedy styling, mm-hmm. race, yeah. ethnicity, Gender. sexuality, all yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Because who wants to see a show of the same. five mild-mannered white dudes? Right. Yeah. You know I, what I, I mean? Yeah, I don't have a problem with anyone having an opinion. Yeah. You're allowed to you're have allowed. an opinion. You're allowed. Oh, of course. I have a subjective. problem with you thinking that your opinion else, matters. Exactly. Or that everybody else has the same yeah. opinion. Well, you can have your opinion. But so that, it's cool that she was have, like, oh, I didn't like him. But then to but say I, I didn't like him and of, you also shouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole show is I can have my opinion of, about mm-hmm. your opinion. Right. Yeah. You know? You know what I mean? And some people, it's not even like they're genuinely offended or this garner something in their belly mm-hmm. it's because being offended especially right now is a brand yeah that's a brand right now Whoa. so a lot of people are trying to build that's their, interesting a lot of yeah. people are trying to build their fan base by being offended mm-hmm. it's not even that they're offended you can tell they're not genuinely offended because they're offended by something brand new mm-hmm. every single day if you're really offended by something you will focus on that matter until it's solved mm-hmm. you know i'm offended by the education gap i'll talk a lot about that but 
if you're offended by this and that, whatever the hot button topic is, it seems like you're just trying to build a following, young lady or young man. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not generally offended by this topic. You're trying to gain a following, a, a name, also mm-hmm. by using somebody else's name and dragging it through the mud. Yeah, yeah, it's not, Dude, it's not genuine. Uh, mm-hmm. And we, we don't have to harp on this too long. Yeah, um, we're on it, and it really irked me. Uh, the Kevin Hart Oscar thing. Yeah, um, it's just crazy, man. It's like it's crazy. It's like. Obviously, whoever released that, a person or entity or whatever, yeah. um, had something you know against Kevin, and they were sitting on that. Yeah. Um, my issue with that, that was, is like that was something that had already been handled. I thought ten like years, ten years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Like, We've he, talked about he, it so about many it. times. Yeah. He apologized yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So my thing with that is like I don't know if he'll host or not host. Yeah. He still says it he, sounds like he's not going. He to doesn't it. want to, and he doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. But, but he, does, uh, he has been talking about. No, everyone's been bringing it up. Right. Yeah. Like every interview. You well, watch, if you pay me good enough, I'll, I'll I will talk about it too. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about it. Seventy five bucks. But I'm going. On, I'm going on the air just to say Ten I don't minutes. want to talk about. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's just it, it's a weird climate right now. Um, for art, music, movies, TV, comedy, especially. It's, it's our turn. You know, rappers have their turn. Yeah. It's comedians, turn. It's fine. Yeah. It'll die down. Yeah. They it's put, just the. Uh, Lenny Bruce and Joe. You know? Yeah, exactly. He, he came mean, out. Yeah. I mean, watch any old. Spe- I don't know. I'll get off of that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, dude, it's a weird, weird time. Well put. It is weird time. Comedy's important, man. You got anything else for um, what do you want to talk about the movie that you guys did? Uh, sure. The, the movie was fun, man. It was Lamar Woods uh, was the producer, the writer of the film. Um, my man Weldon, who works with Lamar, he directed the film. Mm. Two super cool dudes. Title? Oh, it, it's a party. It's, it's a party. party. It's on Amazon, Google. Did you happen um, to get the? Walk I can't announce where it's going to be later, but it's going to be out like okay. in a bigger arena later. Did they happen um, to get the Walk of Flocka Flame song on there? It's a party. Said, it's, it's a party. It's a party. It's, a, it's not on there. Boo. I'm sure if they wanted Boo. to, it'll be too expensive. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't the budget. It's that's a party. for sure. It's a party. Who, who was your character on it? I was playing DJ Devi. It's a very shy, timid uh, DJ who uh, is his first time DJing a party and he's doing a horrible job. <laughs> <laughs> he ran out of his songs already. You know, no one's digging him. Everybody's you know giving him a tough time, and everybody's pissed because. Um, the main or one of the main characters, he's late to his, his surprise birthday party. So uh-huh. now everybody's wanting because he's famous, and okay. we're all like his fans who's just trying to like come up on his fame. And um, we're not sure if he's going to show up or not. And so people, a lot of people are taking their anger out on me because I'm a DJ. Oh yeah, and I got to deal with that. You know, I got to deal with you know Tony Baker, who plays a Love, coming at me. Tony's and, so funny, dude. Yeah, you know Tone Bell. Um, ego, etc. So it was, it was it was such a fun project because it was my first experience being on set and knowing everybody. Oh, that's and great! And so the funniest moments was off camera. You know, me accusing Ego and Carl of eating ass. You know, it was just like <laughs> it was just, we just had these common things every day, and just you know, just me and Tony pretending not to like each other. And it was just, it was just these funny. Ass moments where we're just crying, laughing, dude. But that's it was, it was great, man. That's like yeah. I, I'm so happy for you, dude. To like, I mean, there's gonna be plenty more of this, but like yeah. that that's a moment you don't want to forget because I feel like that's the point where you're like, a you're doing it, yeah, and b you're doing it with people you like, yeah. friends, funny people that you know. 
I mean, I think that's the whole goal. And Nick and I always talk that's about dream, that. Man. It's just working, working, collabing with your friends, doing shit you um, love with mm-hmm. people you love, and that's it. It's, it's so simple. And that's making like, a lot of money <clears throat> with good friends. Yeah, and that's it, man. Like, and then of, it's a party. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one of my <laughs> biggest like things about Kevin Hart too is that he um, not only does he you know he's super successful, but yeah. he's spreading it like crazy. I you love know? it, and like he's not penny pinching either. Like yeah. he's his friends are buying cars and yeah. buying, you know, property and feeding their kids with the money he's making on tour. Yeah. You know, his uh, he's done a stand-up special series that helped out people like, you know, Little Rail and, yeah. uh, you know, t- Tamara. And, and, and you're seeing Little Rail everywhere, everywhere you know. And, and I, his first single was Kevin Hart's set, if I'm not mistaken. What was his set on Kevin Hart's show? That was on Comedy Central. Cool. And so... That's one of dream of mine, just to really just to, to be in a place where I could spread that love mm-hmm. out there, you know. And that's, that's what it's all about, man. Yeah. Oh, dude, we loved having you on, man. Yeah, uh, it's good. They got they got pretzels in the studio, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> we we gotta feed. That's It's not the cheap kind. Well, we've this, been this talking is about Trader you, Joe's, man. This we is we talking high. About your fasting, oh, that's not Trader Joe's. That's Snyder's, dog. These Snyder's. Come on, man. Top quality Caucasian pretzels. <laughs> Caucasian. <laughs> Bavarian's finest. It's good, uh, man. It's solid. We Not appreciate too much salt, you know. Hell yeah. We we, we appreciate you being on the show. Uh, can, would you mind telling our listeners uh, if you got any shows coming up, where yeah. they can find you online, etc. Um, you can find me online at Chinadu Comedy. That's C H I N E D U, like education comedy. Uh, that's my Twitter, my Instagram, my website. I have a comedy album coming out soon. That'll be on Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, etc., etc. It's produced by Comedy Dynamics. Besides that, I will be back on the road soon. Just uh, keep checking my website for those updates. Other than that, man, I'm just doing intermittent fasting right now, so you know, energy's a little down. But <laughs> who's the, who's uh, leave them on this tag? Yeah. Who's your favorite NBA player at this moment? Man, it's tough. You At this one moment. right now. Do, do, do I have to pick a Lakers? I'm a Lakers no, fan. You don't have no, to. You don't have to. I'd recommend you don't. Okay. I'll pick two. I'll pick my favorite Laker, who's probably my favorite player, LeBron James, okay. right now. But my favorite player probably to watch is Kyrie Irving, probably. Okay. Ah. okay I can't lie. All right. Kyrie is uh, something else. There we go. The touch off the backboard is incredible. He gets a lot of love for You know what that is? Yeah. It reminds me of um, Pool Sharks. You know how they can get the spin off the wall? Yes. Yes. He knows exactly. It's like uh, I've never seen algebra, whatever that yeah. math is. Yeah. He's a master at it. He gets credit for being the best ball handler uh, in NBA history, but he is the best finisher I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen anybody with the touch off the backboard, the floater, the mid-range game, the three. Like, there's just no weakness. The only weakness in his game is thing that's out of sight his control he's just, just a smaller guy yeah. but besides that like he's unstoppable dude we're gonna have to have him on i'd love to all right, all right that was to do a knock everybody thanks yeah. buddy no problem all right man i think this dude is the perfect guy to and one with us fool do you even know what and one is it's a rap group i know my hip-hop song here's something i want to bring to everyone's attention even though i don't have to the mustache plays things i like to bring to your attention this beard plays harder than that mustache, dude. It's been four years riding this hard. Girls like beards. 
Um, did you just say it's been four years of you riding it hard? Damn it to hell. I be ballin' like a motherfucking pro. Like a ho, like a ho. I be ballin' like my nigga Mo. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this week in basketball, we got our guest of the show, Chinadu, on, and we're going to talk some hoops. Yep. There's kind of two different things I want to talk about. It was, it was like the last, the last time we did this was in the middle of December, so a lot of basketball shit has happened since then. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is the first pod since um, the holidays. Yeah. yeah, so... Lakers beat the Warriors. Lakers... <laughs> well, that happened. Cool. That did happen. They did, that did great, happen. They great, also uh, lost to the Cavs. Great Christmas gift. Um, <laughs> but like the, there's there's two main stories. One happened, I think it was about two weeks ago, maybe one week ago, and the other one happened yesterday that I think are just interesting. The first one being that LeBron James, LeBron James. decided to call himself the greatest basketball player of all time. Oh, okay. well, here we go. Okay. He, well, he, to LeBron's uh, defense, he's not the first person to call himself. Well, he's not the first person to call. Well. LeBron, the best basketball player of all time. He's not the first person to call LeBron the best basketball player of all time. That's been out there. He might be. And he's not like, I don't know if he's right, but he's not wrong. But he's the first person to ever call himself the greatest basketball player of all time. In public. Let's be honest. Oh, I've called myself the greatest basketball player of all time. (laughs) You pretty good? I'm good. I'm not that good, but you know, my head, you got to think you're the best if you want to play good. I agree. If you don't think you're the best on the court, you're not going to have a good game. <laughs> that's just <sound. laughs> that's, that's the truth. Yeah. But are we about to game of, are we about to stop this and do a game of one on one? That'd be Nick, fun. Nick, I actually, I do, I do want to. I would. I would, it wasn't raining out. I'd love to. I'd love to. I'm a cardigan and uh, Chucks. It's not yeah. gonna <laughs> <laughs> actually, I, if you if you if you ball up, I'd love to. Oh yeah, play. Yeah, get together because we got like a league on Thursdays. Anyway, where the it. fuck is this going? So anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, LeBron. LeBron decided to let everybody know that mm-hmm. he's. The best basketball player of all time. Was that during his docu- like documentary series? That was during the shop. Oh, yeah, the shop. Yeah, yeah. the moment yeah. where it was where he said that winning the title for Cleveland is when he knew he was the greatest basketball player of Being all time. Being down 3-0, right? Right. Cleveland! This is for you! Yeah. Um, Draymond was out. Now, I... What's your views on And that? I think that Kyrie was a major reason why they won. I think he was a bigger reason, honestly, that they won that. No. Stop it. <laughs> I do. Do you look at it? Do you look at what Kyrie was doing though? No, Kyrie was They were amazing. both both of them were I, I would say is one A, one B. I wouldn't say Kyrie so? is far away from the I'd reason. say Kyrie would be one A. LeBron couldn't do it without Kyrie. Kyrie definitely couldn't Kyrie wouldn't Correct. We could argue Kyrie wouldn't be in the playoffs without LeBron. Correct. Okay. LeBron would be in the playoffs without Kyrie though. Yes. Okay. So yeah. that just kind of proves my point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. But <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Look, Kyrie was able so, to do what Kyrie did because a lot of attention has to be on LeBron first. You know, the best player isn't guarding Kyrie. Let's just be honest. Mm. He's guarding LeBron James. Kyrie was doing all that against Curry. No, they had Clay on and Curry. Clay, yeah, Clay. Yeah, Clay's a legit so, defender. But um, Clay had his turns on on LeBron. Iguodala was on LeBron. Draymond was on LeBron. Right. Everybody has their turn on LeBron. That's right. It was Clay and then Curry a lot of times on Kyrie too. All right. Yeah. So then. The other story is um, yesterday, mm-hmm. Kyrie in an uh, interview talked about how he apo- he called LeBron to apologize about basically kind of being like a little bit of a brat. Yeah. Um, and that's that is a cool thing. I think. Yeah. It's cool to like own up to your stuff. I thought it was. Um, 
it's pretty par for the course with Kyrie is who he is kind of as a person. Yeah. About how in the inter- in the, the interview that he's talking about calling LeBron, he talks about how great it is that he did that. I'm Mr. Meeseeks. Look at me. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was good. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, okay, Kyrie, I get yeah. Pat yourself on the back for this. Yeah. You're a great person. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. To come out to the media... And say that, yeah, because that's really a private thing. You don't really have to come out to me. I think yeah. he did it on two folds. One, it was to kind of help change his perception at that time. He kind of needs media. it too because he was he's... kind of getting beat down a little bit in the middle because right. the Celtics weren't playing good, mm-hmm. right? So he was looking for the perfect moment to release that information. Mm-hmm. And beating the number one team in the East was that moment. And then two, it was to really wasn't about. Hey guys, I apologize to LeBron. It's mm-hmm. really about, hey, the young players on my team, mm-hmm. don't make the same mistakes I'm making by not listening to the best player on your team. That's what it really was about. It was really him just another way of him trying to get control mm-hmm. of his younger squad, you know? And this the funny part, it was days after him saying, I won't talk to media again about what goes on in the locker room. That was him mm-hmm. indirectly talking about, it was continuing that conversation yeah. of you guys should listen to me. You saw my performance tonight. On top of that, you know, I'm admitting I've been that guy, Jalen mm-hmm. Brown. He really is talking to Jalen mm-hmm. and Rozier. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Tatum. I doubt. But Tatum wears his I shoes. I feel like Tatum kind of like just stands in line. He, I feel like he, he, he Tatum what he's supposed to. You know, yeah. and, and Tatum is. And they're both Duke guys. Unofficially the second option on the team. So he's in a happy spot. He doesn't want to be the first option mm-hmm. on the team as a second year player. It's too much pressure. Mm-hmm. So he's in a good spot. He's not unhappy. He started every game. He's not in and out the lineup like Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. I think it really comes down to Jalen and Rozier that might be having some pushback. Maybe Marcus Smart too. Um, and so he was really talking to them, who, who are very three strong personalities, which made them good players. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes them good players. You know? While we're on the Celtics, do you agree that someone's got to leave that squad? It would make Brad Stevens' job easier. Yeah. If they don't leave, they're going to leave eventually anyway. You can't pay them all. Right. Who do you think is going to leave? It depends on who you pull. It sounds like it's – well, I mean, the easiest ones to pick from are Hayward and Kyrie. You mean as far as a trade or – Just in general. It seems like they got to move a piece. So either someone's going to leave on their own or someone's going to get traded. It's impossible to move Hayward because you're you're paying him too much money and he's not playing like he deserves that money right now. Right. So no one – No one's going to make that trade. team dumb enough to do some like – it's a Knicks, right? And uh, they, they're probably, hopefully by now they learned their lesson, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you can't move Hayward because you gave him too big of a contract and he's not really producing the way he should. Well, doesn't he have like multiple years on that too? Yeah. So you're stuck with Hayward. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to play him or you're just going to be wasting money. I think you can move Jalen and, you know, but you got to throw in like a Rozier or a Marcus Smart mm-hmm. to get something significant back. Or you could just deal with the headaches and just have really unhappy players in your locker room, mm-hmm. and they just have to deal with it. Because when it comes to the playoffs, you're only going to go eight, nine deep, so somebody's going to be mad. Mm-hmm. And people always pay attention to the guards. They have really good centers, too. Mm-hmm. That's a problem, too. Yeah. Because you're starting, who they start? Harford. Harford, and they got Bain uh, is back up. But then uh, Ojale's really good. And they got the other big boy. I don't know his name, but he always produces when he's How old is Horford? He's got to be. Horford's like 30. Three at least, so at he's least. getting up there. But he's but he's still producing. Mm-hmm. His game was never based on athleticism. 
So he's aging gracefully. Mm. Same thing with like a Millsap, right? Mm -hmm. Versus a Westbrook is going to have a really tough time aging because yeah. everything is based on. He's been playing like in the air, or like mm. rookie Jordan for his whole career. Yeah, you know he hasn't really adjusted. He hasn't really developed a cons uh, consistent jump shot. He's not great from the free throw line. Mm. You know, he's trying. You know, he's putting the work in. It's just he has his body has ADD. You know, so, you know, it's just... That's a really great way to put it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Russell Westbrook does have ADD. Yeah. The only focus is getting that triple double. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Do you ever do you ever watch the fucking um, the highlights where he will be, like, robbed of an assist? Yeah. Because, like, he'll, he'll give it to Steven Adams and he'll get fouled on a shot. Yeah. He gets so upset. He can't even hide it. You know? He can't even, like, hide it. That's how... But is I he was, just, like, a stats guy? Was he just yes. trying to get stats? He's not a, no, he, he wants to win. Yeah. For sure. But he does have his legacy in mind, too. And all players do. He just can't hide. He his shows it on his sleeve. Yeah, he don't know how to hide. His yeah. emotions are all on his sleeve. It's yeah. a really interesting time for the NBA, too, because right with with him pad, mm -hmm. um, getting like these padded triple doubles. Mm -hmm. And then you have Harden, who's just got like these inflated points per game numbers based yeah. on free throws. It's like... Uh, it's a weird time for the NBA because it's almost like everybody... You know when you play a video game and if you play it long enough, you can figure out kind of like the pattern that you have to do to be really good at it? Yeah. It's like it's like players. Certain well, players, have players, players have figured out. Have like figured out that like pattern yeah. that nobody really ever figured it out before. Yeah. Like Jordan's fifty would be like all off of fadeaways, which aren't like easy. Yeah. Harden's fifty comes off of half of them are free throws. Yeah, I think well, a lot of them are like three pointers, and you know, In the other half get of into the lane. You yeah, know? and if you don't foul him, he's going to score. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like, and that's not even yeah. saying like James Harden's not for good. sure. One hundred percent, he's great. Yeah. But it's like he's figured out that he's got these two. He's got like kind of these two patterns. I can hit that step back three, mm -hmm. or I can drive and get a, and get fouled or yeah. late. Yeah, and that's all I need to do. And that's that's the game essentially. Yeah. You know, get fouled. That's what they preach you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shoot the open J or, you know, go to the hole, get fouled. Because not only is it better than making a layup, but you also you also get two points, but then you're putting somebody in foul trouble. Mm -hmm. Hopefully somebody good, you know. And with Westbrook, his team is kind of, they don't really have shooters. So a lot of his assists, the way he gets them, are necessary in terms of driving and kicking for easy layups. So many of his assists are like they're two foot they're passes. They're really to Adams. Eight, eight, eight assists yeah. games go to Adams just mm -hmm. to dump off. You know, it's not really like the greatest assist. And he's so fast when he's doing a fast break that it's so easy to get assists because so much attention has to be paid to him because mm -hmm. he's going to go straight to the hole. But I think Westbrook deserves a lot of credit this year for willfully Taking a backseat to Paul George. Paul George been averaging like 35 points. More shots than Westbrook. Westbrook's been averaging a triple-double, but a lot of the game's been 12 points, 15, mm -hmm. 13. He's not really shooting as much That's smart, as he had in the past. They need to do that. If there's they one thing that Russell that. Westbrook has proven in his career, which yeah. is great, yeah. um, it's that he can't do it alone. Yeah. yeah. And... LeBron because, can prove. LeBron did. He proved that he can do it alone. Yeah, well, no or one, mostly alone. You could, yeah, no one can yeah. win a championship today alone because yeah. of the stupid Warriors and the you know the gauntlet they put in front of everybody. But yeah, I mean, a, a testament to Westbrook being unselfish is you see the progression of um, what's the kid named Grant, mm -hmm. right? And Ferguson. Mm -hmm. You know, they're you can't get Ferguson better without touches. Fucking, he. I don't think anyone in the world can jump higher than that motherfucker. Yeah, the only person that's come close is. They're on the same team. Grant, 
Westbrook and the guy Burton they drafted. You can't. They're not going to draft you yeah. in OKC if you don't have a 40-inch vert. Everybody on that team is supreme athletes. Damn. Every yeah. single person. So while we're talking about the Monstars. Warriors come out to play. Yeah, Boogie's coming back Friday, on tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. So actually after this podcast airs, he'll be back. Yeah. So we'll see what we've. A damn all-star team. Literally. Yeah. Right. Starting five is all-star team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've, they've got a top. They've. What they, I would say. Do Everyone. they have a top three at each position? Steph's to be a top three point guard easily. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think so. Clay could be a top three shooting guard. Because at one time was considered top. Before he was. They're all arguably top yeah. three center. Uh, I would say Draymond's a top three power forward. You could argue that, but I don't think it's mm-hmm. close. This is going to be my ignorance speaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everyone bitches about. Uh, the Warriors nabbing all these players, getting all these rings, whatever. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, in baseball, there's have you heard of the term sabermetrics? It's basically like this, is it like a Billy Bean thing? Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, he came up with that. Um, it's like this mathematical thing. You don't necessarily uh, you combine all these different stats to get like the perfect team. My name is Lieutenant Aldo Rain, and I'm putting together a special team. Rather than just like, oh, I got a good hitter, I got a good glove, I got a good pitcher. Yeah. Uh, are they doing something like that? Are they doing something in terms of like with the money they're moving around for these players or the well, pieces? Like what makes them like how did how did this phenomenon? So first of all, happen, first of all, they got. Um, I was well. Let's just say it lucky because you never know how draft picks are going to work out. They happened to draft Curry and Draymond and uh, and Clay. Oh, shit. that almost will never happen. Right. So that that um, team essentially homegrown happened naturally. Yeah. Except adding an MVP player who's averaging thirty seven right. points. And even KD in in that case, to KD took <laughs> KD yeah. took less money than he probably could have gotten somewhere else. He, he still took a lot of else. fucking money. He wants yeah. The rings. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Boogie signed for a really Five small Five amount. Million. So he he could have kind of done it's ridiculous too. One year contract. A top tier player signed. Yes, yeah, one year contract. Yeah. So if you ever, if you ever wanted to make yeah. a case He's of like of ring chasing, Boogie Boogie was ring chasing even more than KD than KD because yeah. he was just like. But KD started it all. Yeah. Boogie came off of Achilles uh, injury, mm-hmm. you know. So was, we don't even know Boogie's gonna be Boogie. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason what KD did and made it so atrocious is that KD lost to him. Yeah. If one, you lost to him. Yeah, I'm not faulting. after leading the, the series. Year yeah. I'm not faulting KD for leaving OKC. I get it, right? Leave, mm-hmm. go, go yeah. anywhere you want it. Mm-hmm. Except the team that beat you. Except the team that just set the record for the most wins ever. Except the yeah. team that has a back-to-back MVP already. Who team is legit? They don't need you. Yeah, yeah. they don't. They 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 would have won that finals. If Draymond don't get suspended, you yeah. know they didn't need you, bro. It's crazy how sports is like. Sports is a is a career. It's a job. Yeah. But we come, um, we come at it with a different point of view than we would like working at what is typical, what is like a typical career, like an office job or something. Right. Like a lot of people, I, I I forget who said this. Many people have said it since. But they were like, let's say you're working at um, you're working at a small or like a mid level tech company. Sure. And then Apple comes along, and you're like the best on that squad. And then Apple comes along and says, Hey, we'll pay you to be the best on our squad. Yeah. You'd probably take that job. You go. Everybody takes but that you job. you don't go if there's another company 
just as good as Apple, especially if you go and you're going to make them just as good as Apple. And the guy at Apple, who's the head of Apple, didn't fuck your wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, <laughs> like that, that's basically what he did. Like, he did the most atrocious, you know what I'm saying? The most disgusting thing in basketball history. You know, there, there is that. In and for the, less money. Yeah, that's, there is that in the workforce. Yeah. You know, it's like. You wouldn't leave a company to go to another company. Like, wait, you're going to play with who? For we less. Don't, but we don't fuck with Dave. I don't, know, I don't think he actually got less money than he was no. getting at Oak. It was a, it was a big contract. It he could have got more money elsewhere. Uh, it right. would have been that much That's more. Like, like, he, had he gone to New York, money. he would have got much more money. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he would have been, yeah. Last thing I want to say. I wouldn't have seen him on the Clippers, him and Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. But I know this is all your all segment, but I want to I want to get a, a little prediction from both y'all. Mm-hmm. What two teams are in the finals? Right now. Well, the Warriors for sure. And then uh, and I'm a Laker fan, but that's just obvious. Unless both. The only way the Warriors don't make it to the mm-hmm. finals, and this can Andrews. happen. Injury and they have a tendency to get injured for the first round. Mm-hmm. If you run into my Lakers the first round without Steph, and let's say KD get hurt too, mm-hmm. when you just got Clay and Demarcus, or just even if it's Clay, KD and Demarcus, mm-hmm. I think the Lakers have a real shot of beating them or whoever's at eighth seed. Yeah, but do you think the Lakers are going to go beyond? The thing about the thing about the Lakers, I think, mm-hmm. is they are very similar um, to what the Cavs were. I think you just. You you just kind of upgraded with younger pieces. I think if you're LeBron, the Lakers are better than the Cavs were without LeBron. The same way um, we are without LeBron, it's just because we're missing Rondo, who is our floor. He's one of our floor generals. So if we had Rondo, mm-hmm. I think we're way better than what the Cavs were without LeBron because they had. If you take all of the Cavs player from last year and all the players from this year, they probably have a second best player, which is. Kevin Love, mm-hmm. but we have the third to maybe tenth best player on our team. Oh yeah, and I think we're just really deep when it comes to B players. Mm-hmm. Not we don't have another A player, but we have a lot of B players. <clears throat> we just can't make it dangerous for a team, mm-hmm. you know. Because if Stevenson scores twenty, no one's going to blink an eye because mm-hmm. he's capable of doing that. If Beasley scores twenty, no one's going to blink an eye because he's capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. Kuzma, Ingram, you know, Alonso could have a night like that. Kuzma's the future. You know, even yeah. KCP, I that really could make us dangerous. You know, you would like. At a certain point, LeBron's going to retire, and then you're going to have these guys, and someone's going to have to leave. Someone's going to have to leave while LeBron's on the team. Yeah, I think we might trade a couple um, pieces, honestly. I would and highly encourage you to get rid of Ball. If Ball, I like Ball a lot. Like you, I just said that like you have a choice. Yeah. You. Let me text Mr. Polinka. Yeah. Uh, I love Ball. I think he's an amazing defender. He's super smart on the court, but you can't be a point guard and not know how to make free throws. He's a horrible finisher. Mm-hmm. If you really watch him when he's shooting layups, he shoots from like his hip. Mm-hmm. Like it comes from down here. Mm-hmm. It makes it very blockable. Yeah. And when you're scared of the free throw line, it affects the way you finish because you're scared of getting fouled. Mm-hmm. And he's an elite passer, but you can't be an elite passer if the defense doesn't take you serious as an offensive threat because mm-hmm. we're playing you for the pass. So that's why he's averaging four or three assists this year because – we're playing you for the pass. We want yeah. you to shoot the ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he can't even really take advantage of the skills he has except when it's a fast break. Yeah. What two teams I are in the final? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, skate, I skate around. Um, I'm a <laughs> Warriors and Raptors. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would like to see the Warriors and Boston. I think Boston has a – who do you think has the best chance of being the Warriors? That's, that's maybe – Between, like, Toronto and Boston? Yeah, and, and Philly maybe. Philly's up there too. I don't think Philly does. Yeah, I don't. I on yeah, paper, yeah. they do. 
No, they've got the they've got the heavy. best future, I think. If they, they get a jump shot, pieces, watch out. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that he's not really been working on it, which is kind of you have to want. He has that. a fadeaway. I think he's terrified to the shoot. The weird it. thing is, like, it's 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 a pretty looking shot when he does shoot. Yeah, it. it's not bad. I think he just grew up in a social media age, so he goes home and reads the comments and his. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he's just, it messes with him, mm-hmm. and so he's timid when he's out there. Like Giannis. He's a horrible shooter, but he's trying to get better in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, he shot maybe 45 threes this year, maybe six, but he's trying to, you know, that's mm-hmm. the only way you really get better. You got to do it in practice in the game. It's a different speed, you know? I would say the Celtics would have a better chance just because they have more offensive options against the Warriors than. Yeah. But I, I, I think so too. I think defensively, they're both just as good, but I think offensively, uh, I mean, you just can't. I mean, can Ky- anyone in the Kyrie's West? Ice cold. Can anyone in the West? Compete against Golden State. Sure, I mean you never know, but I, if Cousins is Cousins, if Cousins, if everyone's healthy, year, no, then there's no close. there's no yeah. chance. If Cousins Cousins from last year, it's not even close. Let's mm-hmm. say Cousins didn't exist. There may be a two teams out there that had a shot. Maybe Denver, maybe you know the Lakers. You know, LeBron is LeBron, but um, and Rondo is Rondo. Playoff Rondo is a real thing, you know. So trying Rondo is a real thing. Yeah. When Rondo tries, he's the best. Mm. I, not the best, but I fucking love watching smart. him play. You should try to the playoffs. Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you get older, you say, save that shit. That's how we, Chris Paul got hurt. We should probably wrap this up because yeah. that was a little long. But <laughs> Sorry, guys. Thank you, Chinadu, for coming on to talk about basketball. No problem, Trent, man. we're going to talk about some fucking wrestling right now, ain't we? Awesome. This week in wrestling, there's been a lot that's been happening um, since the last episode. Um, but I'm going to keep it with the highlights. So a big one, Nicholas, uh, I always talk to you about local stuff and indie promotions and stuff outside of WWE, a uh, big splash that's happening right now in the world of professional wrestling. Um, Cody Rhodes, who is the brother of Dustin Rhodes, AKA gold dust and the son of dusty Rhodes, the American dream, the Theroth. Um, so it's the, the wrestling legacy, but he left WWE. He's been doing the indie circuit, New Japan circuit. Um, him and the Young Bucks um, just put out a press release and a rally in Jacksonville, Florida, that they are starting their own wrestling company. And it's called All Elite Wrestling, AEW. Um, the cool thing about this is uh, one of the executives for the Jacksonville Jaguars, that's why they did it in Jacksonville, mm-hmm. uh, he's the son of the owner. Also an exec. Uh, it's rumored that he put up $100 million to start this promotion. Woo! I remember you kind of talking about this before. And so what's happening is uh, there's rumors that they're going to get a TV deal, that they've been talking to Time Warner, which if you know that name, mm-hmm. um, you remember WCW, which was on Time Warner. Um, Ted Turner, right? Uh, so basically what I'm saying is, and wrestling fans are excited about, Chris Jericho signed to them which is a huge name. Um, a lot of indie guys have signed to him. Young Bucks, Scorpio, Hangman Page, obviously Cody Rhodes. Um, and there's going to be, oh, I forget the, oh, this, this is bad. I forget the woman that signed with him too. But there's going to be uh, a women's championship, which is a big deal too. Um, yeah, man, I think it's really going to uh, make a little a bit of a splash in the professional wrestling business. Um, you can't compete with WWE, how, how big they are. They're a global entity now. Um, but what you can do is you can you still have control over your product. Mm-hmm. So the exciting thing for us as wrestling fans is that um, you can't compete with their budget, right? Vince mm-hmm. McMahon and WWE. 
but you can compete with storytelling, mm-hmm. in-ring action, actual fighting, um, actual fighting, and um, the real their, their performance. You know, um, so you can tell a different story. There's a different, there's a different kind of um, feel when you go to an indie show as opposed to a WWE show. And so I think what they're trying to do is with that money and with that investment, it's rumored they're going to get a TV deal, which would be huge. Other companies like Impact Wrestling slash TNA or Ring of Honor is they have they're on television, but their contracts and the people running that stuff um, it's not as lucrative and it's not as big of a of a reach. And I don't know why that is, um, but I have a feeling that AEW with Cody Rhodes and the Bucks and all the other guys involved. Um, Rhodes especially I mean um, his family has been involved with the wrestling business um, for a very long time and so he knows it in and out mm-hmm. um, it's very exciting and there's rumors different people are going to jump over and jump ship um, because they want something different they want to give the fans something different than the, the cut and paste product that WWE has been doing it's, for years now yeah it's a formula at this point and they just plug in place and it's not uh a lot of people told me it's not my buddy Shane. You know Shane. Mm-hmm. He said it's not. They're not trying to make you a fan of a wrestler now, like back when we were kids, right? You have people who like the Undertaker. You have people who like the Rock or Stone Cold or Kane or Mankind, Triple H. Now what they want you to do is you're just a WWE fan, so you're just buying into the the entire thing, and so that's why you're not seeing these unique characters. Whereas, um, you know. In the indies or whatever, I think that's what they're trying to go back to, is where you really buy into each individual wrestler. Mm. And I think that um, they're not just trying to hook you for the WWE product. They're really trying to get you involved with person-to-person storyline, right? Um, Yeah. And then when you have a lot of people doing that, a lot of wrestlers doing that, that are really focusing on their gimmick and storyline and character and... um, kind of an arc, I think you get an overall better better product than just, you know, another gear in the machine. Well, we'll see. It's Um, exciting. uh, Let's get ready to rumble! Real quick, Royal Rumble is coming up. My, probably, yeah, no, it is my favorite event of the year. I mean, WrestleMania is great. It's a spectacle, but Royal Rumble is uh, totally different. It's 30 men in the ring. Uh, They come in, I think, every 90 seconds or so. Um, they also do a women's Royal Rumble now, too. So, Royal Rumble, we get two Rumbles now, which is pretty awesome. Interesting change that WWE did, uh, as I was just shit-talking them. I'm still a fan. <laughs> that's, a, that's a wrestling fan, like, to a T. You shit on the product, you still buy tickets, mm-hmm. and you still go. <laughs> I guess that's just a nerd mentality. Um, you shit on Marvel, you still go see Spider-Man. Um, anywho. Um, but they, it was supposed to be Braun Strowman, their big guy, uh, versus Brock Lesnar for the universal title. Uh, they have since written Braun out, um, and Vince has, part of the storyline has suspended him, and now Finn Balor is going to be fighting for the title, who was the first person to ever hold the universal title, but because Seth Rollins, uh, threw him against the barricade and ripped his shoulder out, he had to, um, vanquish the title the next night on Raw. Um, legit. Um, so, he actually did fuck his shoulder mm-hmm, up. Yeah. And it was a sad story because he's a, he's a smaller guy in stature, but he's fucking shredded, dude. And he, his in-ring ability is just all over the place. It's crazy. He's up there with like an AJ Styles 
type where he can just do crazy flips, but he's also very technical. He's an Irish dude, um, and I'm a big fan of Finn Balor. So the question is, do I think he's going to beat Brock for the title? I don't think he's going to do it clean. If they're not going to let Braun do it clean, there's no way they're going to let Finn do it clean. So Braun might come out, distract Brock. Finn hits a move or something. Finn turns heel to win it, does something evil. I don't think they can have him win clean, which is sad because, you know, in wrestling, you suspend somewhat of your reality, right? That this little guy can beat this big guy. But the way that they've booked Brock Lesnar is that he's unbeatable. He even beat Goldberg. Goldberg came back and he beat Goldberg, who his whole gimmick was no one beats Goldberg, right? So he's like this god status now that no one can even conquer him. Um, I hope I'm going to predict Finn wins the title, but not clean. There's going to be an interruption or something. Okay. Um, I think that's all for this week in wrestling. What do we got for this week in hip hop, Nicholas? This week in hip hop, hip hop news has been kind of a little bit slow because of the holidays. Um, the biggest thing in my world is I'm really <laughs> anxiously anticipating Kanye West joining Joe Rogan's podcast. It's a- a- supposed a- to happen very a- a- soon. This week in Kanye. <laughs> yes, aka this week in Kanye, and I'm just I just can't wait to hear. <laughs> What happens? Right? So, uh, yeah, man, there's been rumors that... uh, Well, not rumors. Like, they both confirmed it. Yeah. It's just a matter of when. When it's going to happen. We'll see, man. Um, We'll see. Yeah. (laughs) That's all I have to say. I'm going to watch. Well, of course. Yeah. Um, Just, what in the hell is this crazy mind going to do this time? Yeah. Uh, Another little thing I like to touch on is just more, like, gossip, I guess. Soldier Boy was on The Breakfast Club. Oh. And yeah, remember that guy? The watch me you. Oh, yeah. Watch My, me. Shout out to Henry Perez from Alma High School because he knew the whole goddamn dance. Shout out to Henry Perez. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, we haven't heard about Soldier Boy since we were in high school. He hasn't. Nah, been, college. Kiss me through the phone. Okay. Well, he hasn't been relevant me the for phone. A, a long time. Kiss me through the phone. Did I ever tell you I made a video of that song? Please tell me it was for a girl. It was for a girl's day. Was it, really? it was for Valentine's Day. Oh, it's awesome. And my buddy Mark Orr. So cool. My buddy Mark Orr is dancing in it. I'll show you to you after. Oh this. my gosh. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, anyways, or I thought it was funny. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Soldier Boy gets in the Breakfast Club, starts talking shit about Drake, saying he stole his verse, stole his bars, stole, stole his flow. My opinion, and we already discussed Stole this. his flow? My opinion is that Soldier Boy hasn't been relevant, so what do you do? Come out the top guy in the game right now, which is still Drake, whether you like him or not. Um, he sells more records than anyone, makes more money than anyone. Uh, so so that the headlines can read Soldier Boy and Drake Beef. Like, mm-hmm. Come on, dude. But that's all these radio shows are now, pretty much. Yeah. That's what we were discussing. It was like these like pseudo beefs. Yeah. Breakfast Club is just a show that you go on to talk shit about somebody else. It's a soap opera. Yeah. Um, I, I said this before when, when we were just shooting the shit with Chinadu, is like you can't tell me. That kiss me through the phone couldn't be made by Drake fucking today. That's what he was saying. That it is like, so in his wheelhouse. Yeah. But also, Soldier Boy is full of shit. All right, that was this week in hip hop. Trash. <laughs>
All right, Nick, tell us what some of your friends are doing, man. All right, I want to shout out my cousin Gianna Grace. She was on this show earlier in the season with her husband Carl. This weekend, she's debuting her new jewelry line for her new company called awesome. Orcaza. It's um, it's spelled O R C H E S A. It's uh, super Swedish, but made by Americans, and it's fantastic. I've seen a few of the pieces from the line and they're pretty fucking fresh and i'm super excited and you best believe when it officially drops this weekend i'm gonna fucking blast that all over everything social media because she's the best and her materials are the best or keza yo trent what's something cool your friends are doing uh something my friends are doing and your friend is doing and a friend of the pod is uh here from los angeles myself nick grace we'd like to send the best the most positive vibes and juju and good energy and uh, to our friend Austin Boyce who just made a recent journey to the city of Atlanta, Georgia to pursue more work in the acting world. So I don't know if she wants me to put this on blast, but we're doing it. <laughs> it's not on blast. It's like we're giving props, dude. Dude, it's really uh, cool. we're so excited for you, Austin. Uh, we love you to death. And we think you are amazing, and we know that you're going to um, you're going to do great things. You already are doing great things. You're going to do more great things. Word. And we're inspired by your actions, dude. Um, that's a big leap of faith, and that's a big jump. And I think, as you put you it wanna, once, ballsy. It is ballsy. Mm-hmm. And but it's good. And uh, we're taking notes, dude. Nick, uh, what do you got? Something that's going on in my week is it's been well it's a it's a, it's a new year, so there's a whole bunch of new me stuff going on inside my brain, and uh, I, I, that was the dumbest thing I've ever said in my entire life. What? I've just got like I've got I've got a lot of things listed off of stuff I'm gonna accomplish this year. Too much to even mention, but I'm really fucking so- stoked about it. Also, what's going on in my world? I have this thing called the podcast. It's entering its second year of airing. It's called Another Shitty Podcast. I have a co-host. His name is Trent, 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 Bruce. He's actually sitting right across from me right now. Um, for everybody who beard. doesn't know... Oh, talk about the beard? Just say I have a beard. Trent has a beard. For anybody who doesn't know how to find our podcast that's listening to the podcast right now and somehow managed to not find it themselves, here's how you look it up. It's called... Well, I already told you it's called Another Shady Podcast, but you would go online and you would type in another S asterisk 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 Y podcast into iTunes or Stitcher or Pocket Cast, pretty much anywhere that you can find a podcast. And from there, you would just listen and enjoy it to your heart's content. And then if you're really cool, you'd leave us a review and the right most of stars, which would be five stars. And, you know, that's all. <laughs> a little struggle, struggle at the end there. Uh, stuff that I got going on, man. Uh, dude, I'm on the same wave with you. It's a new year. Um, got a planner again. Been writing stuff out. That's good. Um, was gifted that master class thing from my mother for my birthday. Can't wait to dive into that. That's going to be very exciting. Um, and also, um, I host the podcast. With a guy named Nick Grace. He's got a mustache. And the mustache plays. We also podcast together. It's called Another Shitty Podcast. You're currently listening to it right now in your ear holes. If you want to look it up, we are on Apple, 
Music. We are on um, Stitcher and Pocket Cast. I always mess up the last one. Uh, but if you want to look us up, it's another shitty podcast, but you got to type it in. Another S asterisk 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 Y podcast because Apple doesn't let you put swear words in your title. And that's been the first episode of another shitty podcast. 2019. And I've been doing the most shitty Millie Rock this whole time. Nick's got two blankets on. I've got one thing to say and one thing only. We miss you, Lolo Jones. We'll see you next episode. We didn't have time for you, Lolo. Lolo Jones. Yeah, well, maybe it's time I realize that I have people in my life to inspire me. Are you talking about Scotty Pippen? Always.